0: Today on the podcast, I'm happy to welcome Whitney. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. What is your question for me today?
1: So um, as I was thinking about the questions I wanted to ask and trying to like organize my thoughts, a lot of feelings of being like replaceable or disposable as like a friend Mm. um, kind of came up. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't really seem to keep anybody around. So it kind of makes me feel like I'm not good enough as a friend or I'm Mm. not, like, a good enough person. Mm -hmm. Like, even looking at my life, even just, like, six months ago or, like, a year ago, you know, my friend circle is just completely different. And some of those friends even just feel like strangers at this point. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know if I have, like, unrealistic expectations or Mm. I don't know.
0: Okay. So... The first question I have for you is, do you have experience with abandonment in your early life? Um, I don't think so.
1: Like okay. my parents are married, like they raised me, mm-hmm. um, and I can't really think of anything. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: And how long have you had difficulty keeping and maintaining friendships?
1: Honestly, probably since like high school, I think I mm-hmm. I kind of just felt very used in high school. Okay. Um, I felt like I was only invited if I was needed for something. Like, for instance, I chose to work my senior year to buy a car. So mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I was cool because I could drive to the away football games, so we could mm-hmm. go hang out with the boys, or you know, like. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just felt really. I kind of felt used a little bit because if we were just hanging out in my hometown, I would find them at the store together without me or stuff like that, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I kind of, I don't know. I always have a hard time with that. Um, Like always feeling like I hardly get invited, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. and so I feel unwanted.
0: Yeah. That's so painful, Whitney. Yeah. That's so painful. So this kind of started in high school and you you kind of developed this story that like I'm not valuable as a friend. Yeah. This kind of belief, right? Is there any evidence in your life since high school that someone has valued you as a friend?
1: Honestly, I would say like the only person that I feel that is that way is my husband. Mm-hmm. Um so I actually got married really young and it ended up being a toxic relationship for both of us. Mm. And so we got a divorce, but then my mm-hmm. husband now, he, we actually dated in high school. And so we rekindled that relationship and now we've been together for almost nine years. And so, wow. so there's kind of that, I don't know, <laughs> sorry, yeah. I kind of forgot where I was
0: going. No, that. no, no, that's fine. <laughs> now I asked you if there's, if you have any evidence that someone does value you. And you said your husband. Yeah. 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 So friendships change and evolved. You know, they just, they do. That's part yeah. of what they do. My guess is that because of the the early high school stuff, it's probably more painful for you when things change, when people shift friends or, you know, you move and you don't keep in touch or those kind of things. So, my guess is it's more painful for you because of the history of and that story that you tell yourself that I'm not valuable as a friend. Right. So, there might be some of what's going on, might just be regular kinds of friend transitions as people evolve and change. And some people have kids and some don't, and some work, and some, you know, you just find different things in common. How would you be different? if you believed you were a valuable friend, what would your behavior look like? If you believed instead of I'm not a valuable friend, I am a valuable friend.
1: I honestly have no idea. <laughs> I I try really hard. Like for instance, I even wrote down like, I have listened to previous like episodes of yours and um, mm-hmm. I remember one where you invited her to invite people. And so I tried to do that and I've mm-hmm. tried to like host girls nights and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, Good. I invited 20 people and one showed up. And so mm-hmm. that was really painful. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I guess yeah. like I'm stuck in this place of like everyone's telling me. I'm not okay. Or I'm not a good friend. So then I'm like, okay, I must not be, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know.
1: I can't, I can't get out of this.
0: Yeah. 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 So you interpreted that as personal rejection, right? Like people didn't come because they don't like me. Yeah. What are other possibilities? Too busy. (laughs) They didn't come because... They didn't want to see that movie or they're too busy or they have tons of kids stuff or they feel guilty if they leave their family at night or do you know what I mean? So there are lots of different explanations, but you have decided I I'm not valuable as a friend. And so everything gets interpreted that way. Maybe you're right, but maybe you're wrong. Yeah. Right. I just want to share a personal experience. I sent a text out to it. It wasn't twenty people, but it was probably fifteen, and nobody could go to Planet Girls Night, and no one could go.
1: Yeah, and that's just like I don't know. I guess it's. I guess I just forget that like people can relate or have the same like similar. Experiences, I guess. Maybe like I'm wondering if I just have like unrealistic expectations of friendships I'm supposed to have. Mm -hmm. Like I don't understand why I feel that need to have that attachment to someone. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, but the need is totally normal, Whitney. That's so normal to want to be close to people. So Mm -hmm. that's that's good, and it's totally normal to feel like oh, nobody wanted to come. Like that's that's a bummer. so those are just really normal responses what you make it mean like when no one could come to my girls night I didn't make it mean that no one likes me okay I made it mean everybody is really swamped right now right like yeah and so may you know maybe they didn't want to be with you we don't know because we haven't asked them but maybe they were busy
1: so here's a question when I I had a friend that I had worked really hard on the relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd put a lot of work into it. We'd gone through through some really hard stuff. And then I just repaired it, like worked really hard to repair that relationship. I felt like we were very, very close. Um, mm-hmm. And so I reached out to her one time because I felt like our relationship had changed. And when I asked her like what I could do better or something like that, she just kind of cut me off. And I was like, okay, well this is how I'm feeling. So maybe could we try like doing this? And she, so I wrote down what she said. Mm -hmm. Um, She said, it's not my responsibility to make sure you're okay. And so that that really
0: hurt. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially when I was asking for something, I felt like I could expect out of someone really close to me.
0: Right. And what were you hoping that she would do or be or say
1: I guess I was just hoping that like like I don't know I was hoping there would be like a give and a take there like I was Mm -hmm. hoping that there was something I could do better and then there was something that like if I asked she could also do that for me or something Mm -hmm. you know it it was just Mm -hmm. like just
0: kind of felt yeah 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 okay so she was giving you some feedback And I don't know if that feedback, if there's any kernel of truth in that or if that's about her, whatever she's going through. But is there any part of you that might be relying too much or putting like too much pressure on friendship so people feel like they have to take care of you instead of have fun and connect with you?
1: I guess that's kind of what that kind of like where the conversation led to but Mm. I just tried to explain to her like so we actually lived we had like a distant friendship we Mm -hmm. lived apart and then we moved I moved to the same town Mm -hmm. and so it was almost like she cut me off and was like I don't need to introduce you to people you need to do that yourself like and I was like why can't we still hang out And I just end up meeting people with you, you know, Uh, like, yeah, it was really weird. Like she expected that I was going to expect that of her. And so I kind of shut her down and was just like, Hey, like, Mm -hmm. you weren't with me 24 seven. You don't know, like, Mm -hmm. if I'm reaching out to people or how I'm reaching out to people. And so I don't know, it just felt weird.
0: Yeah, that is really weird. It sounds really immature and insecure. Okay. It sounds like she's very insecure and is afraid you're going to take her friends or you're going to infringe on her relationships. Okay. I don't know why she would think that, Yeah, but is she kind of an insecure person?
1: I don't know. I wouldn't think so. She comes across as very confident. Mm
0: -hmm. Why do you think she might be threatened by you or feel like you had expected something that was hard for her?
1: I really, I really don't know. I don't know yeah. if like, I don't know. I guess that's why I'm just worried that there's something wrong with me
0: because mm-hmm.
1: like, I just, like I said, I just, I just don't know. Okay.
0: Is there someone in your sphere, like not a group, but just one person that you think, oh, they're cool. I'd like to be friends with them.
1: Um. Yeah. And I'll be honest, she's probably like one of the best friends that I have at this point. I mm-hmm. also feel like, I feel like a little bit held back. Like I re- kind of like restrict myself in the friendship, scared that I'm going to push her away somehow,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I want you to ask her. I want you to just straight out ask her. Like, Am I too much for you right now?
1: Okay.
0: Like, that
1: ask, scares me so much. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to, I don't know. Like, I don't want to see my maintenance. Oh,
0: gosh. But just ask her for feedback. Like, do you consider me a good friend? What can, and, and you can just frame it positively. Like, what can I do to be a better friend to you? Okay. What can, you can do that. Like, what can I do to be a better friend to you? Because I think your fear is like, You got this belief and now there's this fear, like I'm, I'm not valuable as a friend and that that's probably impacting how you relate with your friends in a way that's sabotaging you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I want you to check it out with her. Okay. What can I do to be a better friend to you? I really struggle to keep friendships and I would love some feedback from you, even if it's hard. Because you may have a blind spot like all of us do. Yeah. Right. And that's
1: what I'm afraid of. That's Mm -hmm. what I, I guess that's why I wanted to try and like ask this question and get help Mm -hmm. on it is because like, I know nobody's perfect, including myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'll be honest, I'm probably my own worst critic. And so I Mm -hmm. probably take everything to the 10 times extreme. Right. But Mm -hmm. like, I still just am so afraid that I'll do something wrong.
0: And that fear is actually creating what you fear. Okay. Okay. So are you working with a therapist? No. Are you open to that? Yeah. Okay. Because I think that you becoming your own best friend and getting more comfortable in your own skin and you developing confidence is going to help all of your relationships.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I think you're sabotaging in some way that not you, but your fear of being rejected is sabotaging your relationships and creating the thing that you fear. And we all do that. Like there's nothing wrong with you. We all do a version of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yours just happens to be with friendships. Okay. But I, I think that you really working on your relationship with yourself and your self confidence and self love that that will make you interact with people in a way that draws them to you more yeah. and you won't be so afraid of relationships changing or someone saying you know i need to back off or cuz you'll know that it's not there's nothing wrong with you you're fine like it's not a good fit it's not a good match they were busy yeah right So I want to encourage you to um, reach out to a therapist in your area and just say, I want to work on my self-worth and my confidence and, and kind of get to the bottom of why I'm so fearful. Okay. Are you willing to do that?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I've been before. Mm -hmm. um, And so like, I think it's definitely just time to go back for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because you're, you're in this is causing you a lot of pain. Yeah. And usually where we feel pain that's pointing us to a growth opportunity. Like here's a place for you to grow Whitney. Okay. So let's figure this out, you know?
1: Yeah. Um how can I handle it better if someone like tells me something or calls me a name I have an instance um like when I moved, I moved from my hometown, mm-hmm. and I think it just really hurt my mom. And so I hope she was just like lashing out, Um, but mm-hmm. she told me that I was a cold-hearted word, <laughs> and so it was like a name-calling situation, a cold-hearted swear word. <laughs> and so I'm like, Seriously? "So how? Because you moved? I, yeah, because I didn't move the right way. I didn't."
0: I don't know it was like that's how
1: the conversation kind of went was like the way you chose to just up and leave was inappropriate and I guess if I was just that like you then then maybe it wouldn't hurt me so bad the way you left or something like that so if if somebody says that to me um, like how do I how do I not take what people say and like internalize that? Mm -hmm. Like, is there a tool I can do to like combat Mm -hmm. that? Because anytime somebody tells me something about me, I Mm -hmm. very
0: much believe it. Okay. Has your mom treated you that poorly before? Yeah. Okay. That's part of the problem. Okay. That's part of your pain and your insecurity. Because if one of the people who is in charge of taking care of you is saying mean emotionally abusive things to you because you're doing something totally normal, like moving away from your family, like that's not okay. And that will impact and erode your self-worth and your, and your confidence. So that relationship, I think you're going to need to talk about in your therapy sessions. Okay. Because that's not okay to name call that's emotionally abusive. Okay. And you did nothing wrong. The strategy that I use when someone lashes out at me is I just think, what kind of pain are they in? What's their pain point? Like, I don't make it about me. I make it about like, wow, she's in a lot of pain. What's going on with her?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So it's like, like she's lashing out. She has the problem. This is not about me. But if you have that relationship with your mom where she's constantly tearing you down, It's going to impact negatively your female relationships. Okay. Okay. And so I think this is, we just got to it. Like the fact that you have a difficult relationship with your mom, that's your model of how to relate to women. Okay. So it seems like you might be repeating kind of how you feel in your relationship with your mom in your other friendships.
1: Oh, maybe I'm just, I am expecting too much out of my friends. No, no, oh,
0: okay. no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is your mom didn't model how, how to have a healthy relationship with another woman. Okay. And so you kind of probably no don't, <laughs> don't know what that even looks like. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not because anything's wrong with you. It's just you didn't experience that. You experienced criticism. You experienced name calling, right? Yeah. And so that impacts how you feel about yourself and how you relate with other people. Okay. So so that's part of what's going on is that you haven't had the chance to develop the confidence in yourself And the confidence in how to relate in a healthy way to women. Okay. (laughs) The good news is you can work on that in therapy. Okay. Like it's, you know, it's definitely doable. I help people with that all the time. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with you. This pain is pointing to there's work for you to do. And I think this, the healing and boundaries and Stuff with your mom is going to be a big part of that. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. So you're going to reach out to a therapist, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, and I recently just found out you had a place in St. George. I guess I was dumb enough that I thought you were only in Northern Utah, but I saw in your stories you have a place in St. George. So I was like, we have a place.
0: (laughs) Yep. Wasatch Family Therapy, St. George. Yep. We do. So, yeah. So reach out, get some support, and start healing that that part of you that feels not good enough from your relationship with your mom, because that stuff is coming up in all of your female relationships. Okay. You make sense. Just so okay. you know, like it totally <laughs> makes sense. I'm like, Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much Whitney for, for coming on the podcast today and sharing your heart and mm-hmm. your pain. And I just, I think you're not alone in, having difficulty connecting with friends and feeling, feeling rejected. I, a lot of people feel that. And so I think other people will, will really resonate with your, your experience.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to chat with you.
0: You're welcome. Thanks again <laughs> for being on the show.